Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from frigid, positively cold for the season, Salt Lake City, Utah. It's, thank God I'm atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. And coming up on the show today, we're going to be talking about a recent uh, court ruling we do uh, like we do like our courts about the flying church of the flying spaghetti monster the f- yes pastafarianism the the fliegende spaghetti uh, monster <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I was starting in german I wow don't know. no that was good i had man. i had sort of one of the words maybe no that was good yeah i i can tell yeah yeah you you would know Doggy, good stuff coming from Dan Beecher. Anyway, here we go. We're uh, yeah, we'll be talking about that later. Uh, the FSM, <laughs> all you Pastafarians out there, there may be some news for oh, you. Oh, not good news. So you're gonna want to stick around for that. Yeah, but first, before we dive into that, let's dive into some uh, some some things, some some stories. Yeah. So Dan, yes, I think it's time for a. Giant cross update. Oh. Or continuation. Update. This is not the only country in the world, Dan, that, that builds giant crosses. Yeah. Clearly. I mean, we knew this. Yeah. But uh, uh, down, down in Australia. Ah. By way of Perth. Oh, no. A, uh, there's a proposal to build an absolutely enormous 10 meter tall crucifix next to the quinana freeway wow uh and ten, it, 10 meters huh 10 meters 10 this whole meters ultimate, it's just gigantic how tall is that in real people terms uh, it's like probably what 33 feet <laughs> right yeah something like that somewhere around there uh, so maybe not quite as enormous as no, the 200-footer 200, 200 that's going up in Corpus Christi, but... <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I mean, if there aren't a lot of other super mega-tall crosses around, right? Yeah. Uh, then this is, this is a fucking big cross. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, for the last four years, Nick Smarjasi... You just uh, made that name up. <laughs> you, can't, you can't just make up names, Frank. <laughs> Has been lobbying uh, the uh, <clears throat> the Shire of Murray. Oh, they have shires? Uh, they must. Okay. That's really adorable. <laughs> uh, for permission to erect a steel statue of uh, Jesus hanging on a cross. Oh, so uh, this isn't just a cross. This is a proper crucifix. This is a crucifix. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with the words... <laughs> God bless you on the freeway. <laughs> well, um, and that's this, nice. this is on his property. Uh, it's right along the fence line. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the uh, the local uh, shire has uh, rejected. Oh, what? they're denying him permission. Uh, Why? Well, uh, the, it's close to the intersection of Manjukgordap Drive. Uh, where there's a number of main roads uh, directional signs already in place, according to Steve Lee, who's on the council. Um, so, I'm sure that a majority of councilors are cert- certainly not against having a crucifix or a cross monument. It's uh, it's just that it's... They're worried that it will it, distract it will from the signs? It'll con- well, there's directional signs, right? Oh. There's posts with... With they're thinking with that Jesus will out Jesus will be close, Jesus will be pointing people in the wrong yes, direction. I believe that's the point. How do I get to Perth? <laughs> Jesus, you can help me. It's uh, that away, <laughs> or is it that away? My son, go one of these Choose two one. ways. <laughs> I can really only point left or right. <coughs> you can just choose which one yes. you want to go. Much like the scarecrow. <laughs> doesn't, he doesn't know quite which way to it's, Perth. It's a scare Christ, is oh, what it is. I have a bad crow problem <laughs> down there in uh, the Shire of Murray. The Shire of Murray. <laughs> just sounds like there's a Jewish hobbit. This is the Shire of Murray. Hi, I'm Murray. Welcome to my Shire. <laughs> uh, but So this is from... Uh, Mr. Smarjasi, yeah, uh, I've had enough. 
Okay, I've I can say to my God, I did my absolute ultimate best <laughs> to put up the sign, but unfortunately and sadly, the demons are winning as far as I'm concerned, and there's nothing <laughs> I can do about it. This is the end of the road for now. Oh well, no, it's not. No. As as we know, it uh, that road actually oh. goes on and has several signs two, at, the at end least of it. two different directions. Points off into. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's a shame. I'm going to uh, I'm going to give a, a, a another update. Um, oh, good. I think we've talked about this, and this has happened multiple times, where states states in the United States, mostly in the South uh, of these United States, mm-hmm. have attempted to make uh, the Bible their state book. Yes, yeah. Uh, most recently, it was Tennessee, uh, with, where both uh, chambers of their General Assembly. Um, just passed a bill that said that mm-hmm. designated the Holy Bible as the official state book. Thank God they're doing they're doing the Lord's work. They are doing the Lord's work. They're not doing the people's work, which is what they were hired to do. <laughs> but they are doing the Lord's work. Um, this came. This happened despite the fact that the Attorney General of the state, one Herbert Slattery, uh, which is also a name that I made up, apparently. Um, warned I've heard them that name before. Warned them not to do it because it would violate both U.S. and Tennessee constitutions. Even their own state constitution, their uh, attorney general said it would violate. Okay. Well, the resolution is this. Uh, well, I, I'm not going to use the word resolution. Phase two is that the governor of Tennessee, one Haslam, Haslam, uh, one Mister, uh, or, or uh, yeah. Where is his first name? Bert. We'll call him Bert. For now, his name <laughs> Bert is... Haslam. Oh, Governor Bill Haslam uh, has vetoed the bill. Um, so, he, so there you go. Uh, however, uh, the, this might not be the end of the road because uh, the bill was vetoed, but they could override... The assembly could override the veto if they wanted to. The, all they need is apparently... Um, Majority. Oh, that's uh, it. Yeah, simple majorities in both chambers would override the veto. Well, that's not much of a like. Isn't that the same amount of people you had to get to to vote for it in the first place? Yeah, I believe so. Well, that's a bullshit system. Yeah, you need more. It's you, you got to. Yeah, you got to find more people to vote for it. That's the whole point of it. How dare you question Tennessee's state assembly rules? Uh, that, that governor How effectively doesn't you? have a veto. Right. Right. Uh, well, they have to do it again, which means that, like, they have to go through the trouble. Well, so yeah, that's, it's, that's a pain the, in the, the ass, The, isn't the it? governor has hassle veto. <laughs> a line item hassle veto. Right, yeah. So, uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> He's, uh, he has, it, the veto has, has occurred. Mm. Uh, we'll, we'll see if, if, if they, uh, attempt to override the veto, <laughs> which we, I mean, honestly, it's so great, uh, for, for Tennessee to have that be their state book. Yeah. It, first of all, I almost don't care. Cause what the fuck does it mean? I, does it matter what the state book is? You know, but with, it, it's just improper. With it's not such, with such a shitty veto. I think they deserve the, the Bible as their book. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Ongoing, ongoing stories happening left and right here. Well, I have an ongoing story as well. Oh, thank God. In the sense that the Pope is still alive. He is. <laughs> I have two some, of them. I have some Pope news. Yeah, there are still two Popes. Yeah, we got two Popes. Benedict hasn't died yet. He never will. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, there is a skull cap that was worn by Pope Francis. Oh, yeah. Um, up for uh, auction online right now. Ooh. Uh, it's a uh, part of a, a fundraiser. They're expecting to uh, uh, bring in about thirty-five thousand um, dollars, of which they will donate a large part of the proceeds to a children's charity. Mm. Um, but what, what's interesting about this is it's like uh, I, the question came up: how, how does one get their hands on? A skull cap, uh-huh. right? Like, did Pope Francis donate this? Like, how, how did this come have, about? Wasn't he? No. Okay. There is a tradition of, um, of, of, I guess, pilgrims or anybody who really wants to. Mm. When they go to Rome, they can go to any number of uh, shops, clothing shops, 
that sell like sort of uh, religious attire. Wow. Right. And they'll have these Pope style skull caps. Okay. In just droves. Sure. And so you're able to buy one. Like a tourist trap with like wacky do things. Yeah, they probably yeah, they probably have lots of crucifixes. Dressed like a cardinal. Little <laughs> I don't know that that's what they're doing. It's, I, it's I think it's more It's a Halloween supply store. No, it's I think it's <laughs> legitimately for the truly religious. Oh, okay. Um who and, and and so they they buy one of these uh skull caps and then they go to um sort of an appearance of the pope. Right. Sure. They go to St. Peter's Square when they know that the Pope's going to be coming through and they wave the skull caps. Oh, and on occasion, the Pope will exchange his for one of theirs. What? OK, so this is a long standing tradition. OK. And then that person has this sort of super fantastic holy thing. Best memento ever. Yeah. That was on the Pope's head. Yeah. Right. Kind of. Smear, smells of Pope head. Yeah. You know. Um, Barbital and Vitalis or something. <laughs> Barbasol? Barb- yeah, I don't... Well, anyway, well, anyway um, nor- normally these items would be cherished by the individual, but this person uh, has donated it to, um, to this um, auction house to run this uh, special uh, um, uh, fundraiser. Okay. And... Uh, and there's there's nothing wrong with that, but it's being so. But this is I also learned something new, which is all of the Pope's clothing uh-huh. upon death becomes a relic, right? And therefore is not available for for purchase. Sure. So they're billing this as uh, this is this is a quote from the auction house. It says this auction is a unique opportunity for museums, collectors, and devout Catholics to acquire. A relic in the making. Yeah, I guess right? so. So it's a pre-relic. It's a it's a prelic. Yeah, you can you can purchase this and have it as your own relic. I just want to know, like, which is in, which normally you wouldn't be able to do. First of all, I I assume that they have a way of 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 validating this. Or, or there's a YouTube video. I see. So, the, but the other thing to me is the the. So wait, wait. How much is it? How much are they starting the bid? The bidding at does it does it list an estimated value? Uh, I don't I don't know about that. What okay. I know is what they expect to bring in. Okay, which is what? Which is thirty five thousand dollars. Thirty five thousand. Wow, thirty five thousand dollars. I I don't even care about the money. It is now a new bucket list goal of mine to get a hat from from the Pope. <laughs> I'm gonna buy one of those one of those replacement hats, and I a, a I, I want a hat. Hey okay. Pope, I want a hat, and I'm gonna wear it under my bike helmet <laughs> wherever I go. I'm not gonna sell it. That's mine. That's my relic in the making. Uh, yeah, there you. Go. I'm that, gonna have to spend great. a lot more time in Rome now because mm. I need that hat. Mm. All right, well, there you go. I'm gonna I. Any any listener willing to go out and, and help me get that hat, uh, I will I will gladly <laughs> I will gladly uh, share it with them on a timeshare uh, sort of basis. I don't know about that, Dan. I need a Pope hat, a real honest. I'm gonna buy a miter, and I'm gonna I'm gonna not uh, the skull cap. I'm gonna buy a full on like the big giant hat, and you're he, gonna wear that, and, and I'm gonna wave that around and be like, Popey, 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 come on, swap me out, swap me out. If it was Benedict, you'd have a better chance. Tag me in. Oh yeah, because but, he would have been wearing it. Right. Well, right? if it was Benedict, I would need. I would. I would buy like some Prada shoes or something, and I'd be like, <laughs> I got hey, some new Popey. ones. Popey, these are the. This, I got that new shit right here, baby. You need this. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe I just did that. All right, uh, I'm going to move on to uh, from from the elegance. Of of the Pope mm. to the elegance of rural Alabama, mm. down in the southern part of Alabama. I love rural Alabama. Uh, it's picturesque. Where uh, there's a report of a woman who uh, basically she so she's a, a she's a, a daycare entrepreneur. Um, she she has opened several child care centers. Um, ah, okay. And has uh, these child care centers, and she keeps doing it. She's she's making d- good money off of it. 
Uh, the problem is that she's horrible at it. Uh, <laughs> okay. She, uh, she's been ca- one worker, one worker called uh, the warehouse, one warehouse where she set up a daycare, a quote, house out of a horror movie. <laughs> What? Uh, okay. she's, she opened one next to a porn store. Okay. Uh, like decrepit places. Uh, with she's uh, she was uh, she's been said to have hit children with fly swatters, <laughs> locked them in closets, <laughs> and wrapped them with okay. rulers. So, <laughs> this is all fine and good. How does this tie into? Like our... she gets away with all of this. Okay. Because she's a church. She's a church. This her organization has listed itself as a church, has been recognized as a church. They are Christian daycare centers, and as uh, such, in Alabama, as with several other states, avoids all regular, pretty much every regulatory oversight. Right. She right. basically well, makes sense. Doesn't have to put up with anything, and she's collected at least eighty six thousand dollars in taxpayer funding to run her daycares. Oh, my God. She doesn't need a license. She doesn't need a curriculum or any qualified workers. Uh, all, all she has to have is a building with a roof. Uh, so so it's a doggy daycare for your kids. It's, I Believe me, I know pet owners. They would not subject <laughs> their pets to this. I've never met a pet owner who would allow their dog to be treated this way. (laughs) But the problem is that she doesn't charge people a lot of money. Okay. So, you know, desperate parents who can't afford daycare. Right. Because we're talking about the rural South. Right. There's no money. So, I mean, clearly, I mean, she can afford to charge less because she doesn't have to go through all these regulatory things. She doesn't have to pay qualified people. And she gets state funding. And she gets state funding. So, uh, so yeah, apparently that's a thing that's okay in this country, uh, because Jesus. Yeah. Welcome to America. Yeah. Child, young person, welcome to America. This is where we treat you awfully because of Jesus. (laughs) Well, good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Proud of us. Proud of us. All right. Proud of you, Alabama. Oh, yeah. And the 16 other states that, uh. We'll give you a pass Fuck on them. regulation if you... Yeah. It's kids. That should be the most heavily regulated thing ever. Yeah. Licensing is important, folks. Yeah. So Religious there you go. exemptions. My God. All right, Dan. Yes. I've got news for you. Yeah. Okay. This comes direct from Sarah Palin. Oh, good. Okay. She dropped a, she dropped a bombshell the other day and outed Bill Nye as... Not being a scientist. What? Yeah, it's true. She says, Bill Nye is as much a scientist as I am. Oh. She said during a screening, I assume after a screening, I hope it wasn't during the actual screening of... (laughs) She's just blathering through the entire screening. Climate Hustle. Oh, yeah. A documentary uh, by uh, climate change denier Mark Morano. Uh, he's a kids shows. He's a kids show actor. He's not a scientist. Yeah, um, he's a science guy. Does that count <laughs> for anything? <laughs> uh, I mean, Bill Nye. He has real scientific achievement that he can chalk up, and he's been a science educator for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. Well, I mean, a- so he has. What degrees does he have? Does he have? Uh, it's a mechanical engineering degree. Okay, so that's the sciences. It's, it's in the sciences. Um, but uh, but all he does is like point out what the science says. Like, right. He's he he. It, <laughs> Like, he, d- like, he doesn't claim she, to have done the science himself exactly. on climate change. Exactly. He just points out what the absolute one hundred percent consensus. Of the scientific community is, or like 99.99% right. consensus. Um, but he's he has served as both the vice president and executive director of the Planetary Society. Right. And was part of the design team behind uh, sundials that were used in uh, Mars exploration rover missions. Mm. I, you know, like, I've heard the man speak. He's got some chops. 
you know and so yeah. for for her to be like oh well he doesn't know what he's talking about he's as much a scientist as i am no i've got news for you sarah palin what's amazing is that she discovered a, a truly mean insult He's as much a scientist as I am. Like, she actually intuitively understands that comparing someone to her is a rude thing to do. That's what's amazing about that. (laughs) Yeah, her level of lunacy is... uh... But I, I have to say, like... She's kind of right. He's not a scientist. Well, like, that's in not the, in the truest sense of it. Yeah, I mean, he does. He hasn't spent time in a lab yeah. doing science, yeah. and he's a science. S- he's a science uh, reporter. He's a science slash, geek. Yeah, yeah, science reporter. That's yeah. probably the best way to to describe him. But she's using it in this way that's like <laughs> totally dismissive. Right. Of course. Uh, well, he couldn't possibly know what the fuck he's talking about. Right. Um, it's like, well, I don't know that that's. And I also love that he's. He's a kids show actor. Ah, right. That's that's yeah. That's all he is. He's an actor. Bill Nye. Well, now she's insulting my profession <laughs> by calling him an actor. He's an actor as much as I am. He's an actor. Wait, no, he's not. I actually <laughs> studied and have been professionally acting for Well, I would say she actually is. She's a, she's an actor. Well, she's she's a she's, she's a performer. Something. She's Maybe a performer. Not an actor. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, you know, my first story was about the Bible. I got another story about the Bible, uh, oh. which kind of buries the lead a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, the, uh, a new report has come out from the, uh, American Library Association, uh, which they release every, apparently every year, is it? Mm. Um, the United States, uh, the, 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 uh, most challenged book list. Oh no. Uh, it's a list, you know, so they uh, they list how you know, books that people have raised objections to Huckleberry in, Finn in terms of uh, in Catcher terms of in the rye inclusion in a in like a school library uh-huh. or whatever. Uh, and the Bible has made the list. Oh, dear God. Uh, it's interesting. So banning books is a, is a touchy subject. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a it's a it's a bit of a slippery slope. Mm. Not not really a slippery slope. That would be uh, a logical fallacy. Mm-hmm. Not a thing. Mm. Not an actual Indeed. thing. Yep. Um, but most so most books are challenged uh, by parents or by because of things like sexually explicit uh, scenes in a book mm-hmm. or language or a lot of times it's like well, they that, just don't like it. That has gays in it or mm-hmm. that has black folks in it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they, but they come up with another excuse or whatever. Right. So, but the Bible objections are kind of the opposite side end of that scale, usually. So, a lot of parents apparently are objecting. These are people on our side uh-huh. who are objecting because they, and they, this is erroneous. They believe that it's illegal to have the Bible in a school's library mm. uh, because it's a, it violates separation of church and state. Right. Well, library pa- put, includes it as, as literature. So, right. I don't agree with that objection. I think that it's actually legal for them to have it. However, here's the objection that I find very valid and very interesting. It also gets uh, objected to oftentimes because of violence and explicit, like, like rape and all of that sort oh, of thing. Oh, no, that's interesting. I find that to be totally valid. That book's horrific. Awful things happen in that book. So if you're going to object to other books because of violence, uh, yeah, you probably should object to what's in that book. Yeah, because it's awful. Yeah, no, there's horrible things. That's that's a great tack to take. Yeah, with with trying to get the Bible out of your uh, your kids' school library. Yeah, if that's something that's important to you, right? Um, I don't know that it would be terribly important to me. No, it's not I, to I, me I would, either. But like, that's... I've I've got you know, I've got the Bible on my bookshelf at home. As well as a Book of Mormon, right? I have uh, the Sacred Scriptures, yeah, the the Jehovah's Witness Bible, sure. Uh, I think that's what they call it. Uh, I've got the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't have I don't have a Quran. I don't have a Quran either. I was just trying to think if I did, and I don't. I I should get one, but I hear that it's even more boring. There's a two for one special right now on uh, 
Amazon. Maybe we could. Uh... <laughs> there you go. Boom. <laughs> Quran it up. Anyway, uh, I, I've, here's another interesting one that, that made the list. This one's right in front of the Bible. Mm-hmm. The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. What is uh, that? I don't know the book myself. I haven't read it. <laughs> uh, what is this dog up to? Well, it, it's, it's, it's curious. <laughs> I will. I do know that much. Uh, this one has been objected to for these reasons: offensive language, okay. uh, uh, un, unsuitable for the age group, oh. and the one that I think is really the point: atheism. Oh, I think that that interesting. I think there are also several books that are things like uh, you know gay books. There's one called Beyond Magenta that I think is about transcend- transgenderism like with kids. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, And then yeah. there's one called Nazreen's Secret School, which is a picture book, I think, or a children's <laughs> book. Um, it's about, it's about a, based on a true story about uh, a, like a little girl in Afghanistan who tries to get, you know, education. Mm. But, oh. Well, that sounds nice. People don't like it because uh, religious viewpoint, violence, and, quote, references to Islam. Jesus Christ, people. I mean... Or Muhammad. Yeah, just keep... People. Keep, keep building up that, uh, that bubble around your yeah. kids. Another one called Two Boys Kissing. Of course, Fifty Shades of Grey is number two on the list. That doesn't belong well, that in... That probably does not belong in an elementary school in an elementary, library. Or even in a... Maybe in a junior high school. Or right. even a high school. I can see... That's fine. Get it somewhere else. <laughs> uh, John Green's new book, Looking for Alaska, is number one on the list. Because I, I think it has... It must have some sex scene in it. Well, the, the problem is... Oh, and it has drugs slash alcohol slash smoking. Oh. You got in the way of my joke, Dan. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that the, the trouble with it is we know where Alaska is. Oh, right. We, fa- we found it. We've already found it, Dan. Okay. That'd, that'd be my objection. Well, Just good. Just the title. Good. You figured it out. I'm like, that, that doesn't make any sense to me. I know right where it is. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, you know, books being banned for atheism, books being banned for Christianity, mm. books being banned for queers. It's all, it's all banned. Ban it all. That's no more books. No more books. No, yeah, exactly. Only Color, mo- coloring books, and oh. then that's even dicey too. Sometimes. Yes, indeed. Just, <laughs> magazines. No, that doesn't work either. It's all movies. It's G- movies. It's just Disney from here on in. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. Well, if you'd like to join our conversation, maybe suggest some books to be banned. Yeah. You can uh, do so by emailing us. Ooh. The email address is podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Sure. Or you can uh, you can call in. Yeah. You add your voice We're to our phone. show uh, by, going, by dialing on your telephone uh, 424-666-8442. That's, that is correct. That's 666. That's the number of the devil. TGIA. That is correct. Uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Atheist. Right, and go to the uh, seek out in the search part of the Facebooks, <laughs> the TGIA members only lounge. Indeed. And someday I'll get around to looking you up and stuff. We're going to take a quick break. This is uh, some of that Jim Baker. Oh. That's two K's in the middle there. In case Backer. you're confused. Uh, and, you know, he... he uh, He's got this uh, buckets of food he sells, survival oh, food, right? Three years worth. He's going he's gonna to keep you alive. But there have been complaints, it's clear. Yeah. Where the fuck do I put three years worth of food buckets? <laughs> so, so he's, he's going to help us out with that. This is his answer. You're taking care mm-hmm. of your family. You can stack them in your garage. You can yeah. put them in the basement. You can put them under your bed. Yeah, I mean, in your closets, anywhere that you have space out. for it. Get creative and start yeah. stacking these in your home, keeping this food in your home accessible to you and your family. Yeah. One of the things we've done around here, we stick them under coffee tables mm-hmm. and end tables. You just stack them up and then put a cloth over them yeah. or, or get a, a piece of a, you know cardboard or, or a, a piece of plywood mm-hmm. and you make a top. And then you just stack this food. You could have your whole living room with end tables and coffee tables made out of food buckets. Just do it. Yeah. And then after that year as well, to the Middle East, you'll be sending 600 days of food. So that's three years of food for you and 600 days to the Middle East. 
It's a tr- it's an attractive living room. They show the whole uh, setup. It looks so good. Under under your bed. That's the one that gets me. Because I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever seen a five-gallon bucket of anything. It's like Those, a big pe- big bucket of paint. Right, yeah. That's the size of bucket we're talking about. Yeah. yeah I don't know which bed you can fit that under. <laughs> Maybe you have to, like... like you have to make an, an entire platform just with the five gallon buckets. Yes, and then just plop your bed, your your mattress right on that. All right on, yeah. Well, a lot of people like the high bed thing. Sure, right? sure. So that that's a given. Like that one, that one makes a lot of sense. Here's to what me. you do: you make a, a stairway going up to your bed out of buckets. That you could do that too. <laughs> yeah, you could do, do multiple tiers of buckets that way. I think that you put your mattress on. I think these guys need to seriously. They need to start just making entire homes out of buckets of food. Well, what they really need is they need home builders to start thinking about the needs of Christians, right? When they build their homes, the bucket. Right? They needs. need you need a large bucket room. Yeah, right. Exactly. Or or just ways places in every room. Because look, little nooks. When the when the apocalypse hits, yeah, you don't know which rooms of your house are going to survive. <laughs> you need f- buckets of food, decentralized bucket storage. Yeah, yes, it I needs, agree with you this. need one in every room. You need like yeah. two or three in a bathroom. Two yeah. or three. You you got to have your buckets ready. Yeah, and don't people. keep all the fettuccine alfredo in one room. Oh no, 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 spread no, no. that around yeah, yeah. the house. Well, fortunately, otherwise you're going to wind up for the for the next, you know. However long you survive the post-apocalypse, eating nothing but fettuccine right. and burrito. Well, what's funny is that so I, so I looked this up. I looked up his his buckets food thing. Bucket of food. Because I wanted to know. And fortunately, he's one step ahead of you, Frank. Each bucket <laughs> contains, oh, no. like, pancakes and fettuccine Alfredo and black bean burgers and like every bucket has a list of different things in there this is very different from the food storage that my parents had well they're not buckets of food their mormons are are more the mormons do it differently yeah they 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 all i'll bet your parents had wheat and we had wheat it's like Uh, my mom would ground the wheat she She had she had a little mill she had her own grinder she would she would bake homemade bread okay so she actually knew how to do it Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she like, rotated through. I feel shit. like ninety percent of the the Mormons that have buckets o grain mm-hmm. wouldn't know the first thing about what to do with them if they ever had to. If the apocalypse came and they, it was it came time to like bust out the wheat, they'd be yeah. like, um, I don't know. Yeah. Do you just eat it or what do you do with there, wheat? There was one time when she tried to make a side dish out of just wheat and it didn't really work very well. But um and just, she did do that. I'm not making that just up. Just sprinkle it, was, it on your salad. It's yeah. wheat. It's good for you. <laughs> You'll notice nobody's this is not like some health food trend out right. that's out there. Right. right. Just, Mainly probably because it's chock full of gluten. But um Right. It's counter to the to, to the, the current, current trends. trends. But uh yeah, she she made this nice little dish of and it was just wheat and it was just like and it was super squeaky. It was like <laughs> chewing it. It was not a good idea. No. But that was that's my mom. She gets in, she just I like it. I like it. You it's know? creative. It's trying. She's just trying stuff. This, this was pre YouTube. She's got like five gallons to... of the shit. What is oh, she? She had do? more than five gallons a week. So oh right. yeah, I'm sure she. Oh does. my god. Oh well, they uh, had so much of that. Crap. Our friend, friend of the show, April. Yeah. Inherited a five gallon bucket of wheat, which I think is just <laughs> sitting in her garage. Surely. It is uh, it is rancid by now. That was part of her inheritance. Well, like not her parents haven't died, but they like <laughs> divvied out wheat and you know giant parcels of bulk food to the to the all the childrens. We're we're, we're concerned for you. Yes, April. Here you go. Well, my own my own <laughs> in laws try like offered us food storage for Christmas one year. Oh dear God! Which I'm just glad <clears throat> that they said that they knew us well enough to know better than to just give it to us yeah they were like hey we're giving all the kids food storage do you want food storage this year and we were like nope (laughs) cash check please how about a gift certificate to one of these five restaurants yeah yeah um (laughs) now i will say this and all the making fun of it up to 72 hours 
of like a little little survival kit is really smart. Makes sense. Makes makes a lot of sense because sure. you know, like here along the Wasatch Front, we have a big earthquake. Right, knocks everything out. You're going to need a little bit of supp- some supplies around, sure, to get you through to the point where you know, hopefully, the feds show up with right. tanks of and, yeah, water. Yeah, exactly. And until until you can get out or FEMA can get in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It makes sense to have. A few days worth of supplies. Yeah, but anything beyond that is just tiptoeing into, you know, Cuckooville. Yeah. 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 You're d- if you go beyond 72 hours worth of food, I mean, if, <laughs> like, I'll, if you want to get a I'll, week, I'll give you 96 hours. You can do a week. I'll give you a full week. If you've got a full week's worth of food, fine. You'll feel prepared. You'll right. feel safe. Right. If you go beyond that. What the fuck are you thinking is going to happen? And really, you think you're going to survive that event? <laughs> the event that's so cataclysmic that nothing will get to you right. in, uh, after a week? Exactly. You are, that's the event that you're going to survive. Yeah. Watch mm. out, folks. No, you're not going to survive that event. Yeah. Just, just get it over with. Die now. Yeah, exactly. That's the one you don't want to survive. You, you, sur- you, you survived the shit. Well, just, just yeah. Yeah, you don't want to you whatever it is, <clears throat> you don't want to be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, I watched the 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 Walking Dead. I'm I'm watching the the new season of Fear the Walking Dead. Mm. I watched the first episode. Ooh. And it, you you know, do you really want to be out there on the boat out in the middle of the ocean? Nope. Is that what you want? Nope. With with pirates abounding. Oops, I hope no spoilers. Oh but. dear. <laughs> There are spoilers. Come on, you had to know that was going to happen. Our, yeah, and, and aqua zombies—that was a good one. What? There, well, there's dead people floating in the water. There's more there's spoilers. Zombies. More spoilers. <laughs> They're happening left and right. Everybody. Okay, I'll have to put a spoiler alert in the. <laughs> no, I didn't give anything away. Okay, you you did use the word aqua zombies. I'm just going to point that out. <laughs> Everybody's like rap- rapidly <laughs> like <laughs> fast forwarding. Please make it stop. Well, we did have some uh, some people uh, communicate with us via the intertubes and the uh, the the calls and the whatnot. So uh, I'm going to get to that. We had a, a some more people. We had another uh, person commenting on uh, our our story about Mormon women and their boobs, their mm. fake all the plastic surgery that happens here yeah. in in Utah. Um, this is a, an email from Tracy who says, I found your podcast when our family left of four left the LDS church in 2012 and my atheism was wakening in the discussion regarding Mormon ladies and their new boobs. You covered the perfectionism and the crazy pressure to be attractive. Mormon wives feel, Mm -hmm. uh, very well. However, you left out the issue of polygamy and its long reaching effects into the Mormon woman's mind. Uh, and I think another caller last week did sort of cover this, but I like how, how uh, uh, Tracy talks about it. She says, I can tell you from my own experience as a Mormon wife that women are often worried about the teachings that they will be sharing their husband in the afterlife. My God. Oh, boy, do they worry about it. They won't discuss it as they can't bring themselves to face it. However, it's in their minds. How does this relate to fake to new fake boobs? The poor ladies want and need to be the first choice always. If I'm the hottest wife, I'll be my husband's favorite wife in the celestial kingdom. Oh my god. There's an unpinning uh, uh there's an unpinning of competition, I think underpinning of competition between Mormon women always. So wait, 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 wait. You get to take your plastic surgery with you? Well, that's what she's in the she, resurrection. She brings that up uh, because, ladies and gentlemen, you need to understand that the the Mormon idea of resurrection is that you are given your perfected body. Yeah. So you know, if your arm got cut off in the war, or if you know yeah. something bad you happens, get you get you get a perfected version of your body. Yeah. In the afterlife. So she says, this thinking always baffled me in connection with plastic surgery, though, as these ladies won't be resurrected with big fake tatas, <laughs> puffy lips, lipoed okay. tummies, or lifted tushies. Okay. How could they possibly believe they will have their new boobs in heaven? <laughs> Maybe they think that that is their perfected body. They're just working on it. They're just, they're, they're per- like, they're like, they're hey, helping, hey, hey, God, they're helping hey, God, Heavenly Father, it. Heavenly Father, look at this. 
Look at these guys right here. Obviously, right. God, you made a mistake when you gave me B cup boobs. Yeah. Uh, look at how great I look in D cups. I, I ordered these in. I just, They're great, right? I so just, this I, is what I want. This is a perfected me right here. Also, these lips uh, and the Botox I would like uh, yeah. to to keep as well. I, I really don't. I do not want to be able to move my forehead for eternity. My forehead right. can be perfectly still right. as long as it is I don't lineless. need facial expressions in the afterlife. <laughs> I need no wrinkles. <laughs> uh, so there you go. Uh, did we have a, oh, we had a voicemail, great. didn't we? We do have a voicemail. Hey, fellas. This is Jesse from Denver. I uh, have been seeing some reports lately about a Mormon business leader called David Hall. Uh, he's bought some land up in Vermont near where old Joe Smith was born, and he's planning to build a utopia called Zion, or I guess based on Smith's writings from the 1800s about a place called Zion. And uh, apparently it's going to be pretty huge and pretty utopian. So I was just wondering if you guys could share some details on, like, Mormon culture. Is this a, is this a thing that Mormons in general believe in, or is this business leader David Hall a crank? Or have you ever even heard of David Hall? Anyway, it'd be fun to hear what you guys think. Thanks. Well, first of all, Jesse, you're pronouncing it wrong. Oh, it's not Zion. Well, that's true. <laughs> We're talking about Mor Mormons now, so <laughs> it's Zion. Zion. Uh, that's if you come the to usual Mormon pronunciation. If you come to Utah and you go to the national park. Zion National Park, not Zion's. I used I used to have I used to have a, a friend who was from um, Spokane, Washington. Oh yeah, and she used to pronounce it Zion National Park. And every time she did, I would correct her not by telling her the the real pronunciation because she knew that that's how it was supposed to be pronounced. Right, Zion. Uh -huh. uh, but I would just say, oh, cool. Tell me about Gonzaga, Gonzaga University. Oh, right. it's pronounced Gonzaga. Oh, They're right. Consistent. Right. So she would say Zion, and I would say Gonzaga. It's like Nevada. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anywho, uh, yeah, so we did read a little bit about this thing that's happening, uh, that theoretically is happening in Vermont. Yeah. I mean, it it's, sounds like he's, what, he's pulled some permits, if I remember right. Yeah, he's trying to make it and, happen. Uh, yeah, but I think the, the gist of Jesse's question is, is this sort of typical, is this normal Mormon behavior right. to sort of go back to, like, Joseph Smith's plans for Zion and everything. Like, this idea is, just so people understand, uh, this guy wants to build a community in the middle of nothing that yeah. houses... The, Picturesque with, Vermont. With right. house, Yeah, with housing for 20,000 people, offices, gardens, 48 basketball courts, and 48 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Yeah, that's the part that confuses me the most. <laughs> Even more so than the desire to build this utopian thing. What the hell do they need... With 48 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Swimming? For 20,000 people. That, yeah, well, like, you know. That's a lot of swimming. Yes, it is. Big swimming pools, too. olympic size. Yeah. They're huge. <laughs> it's the gold standard of swimming pool. Uh, here's the thing. There's a long history in Mormonism of, A, wanting to have your own space away from everybody else. Yes. Now, this is historical. We're not talking about current Mormonism. This is right. historical Mormonism. So uh, Mormon is, Mormons, in, especially in the early days of the Mormon church, bounced around from place to place. Kept They kept getting in uh, in scuffles with the locals. And well, then, yeah, because, <laughs> because they were bad neighbors. They were very, very, very bad neighbors. <laughs> so they kept getting into uh, into trouble, which is why they all left and moved to Utah eventually yeah. by, uh, in the end. Which, yeah. at that point, they were trying to get out of the country. This was part right. of our where you and I sit was part of Mexico at the time. That is true. Yeah. Uh, and then a year later, it was part of the U.S. And they, <sighs> they were sucked back in. But yeah, I mean, there's so there's this sort of exclusionary uh, strain through Mormonism. And then there's this also like... Like this sense of like creating a utopia. Mormons yeah. love that ideal. And if you don't call it by what it is, Mormon is Mormons today, even you like conservative Utah Mormons will speak fondly of Orderville. Oh yeah, I've been through Orderville. Orderville was a was a, a basically it was a social experiment done by the Mormons in Utah in the in the uh, early well, late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds. Late eighteen hundreds. 
Uh, and That's when it, got going. it was essentially pure. It was basically communism. All of the all of the grain that the farmers got, all mm-hmm. of the crops, all of the everything went into the central mm-hmm. was was organized by the church and distributed mm-hmm. by the centralized organization. Yeah. So it was communism. It, no, it purely purely was. Yeah. There was no there was no well, they were exchange living, of it, money or anything. There's a reason why it was called Orderville. Right. They were living the United Order, which is a which is a Mormon concept that we've never really talked about, have we? Maybe not. Maybe that we've maybe, ever talked about the United. We may have to bring that up. United in, Order. We'll let's write that know, down. I, I'm writing it Damn. down, but I, I'm never going to look at this until next week. <laughs> we'll take, put that piece of paper someplace where you'll see it this week, Dan. Anyway, maybe that's we'll talk. That, maybe I'm not promising anything, but maybe we'll talk. Or, about or put that. a reminder on your phone. I don't have my phone. That's what you do. Well, you've got your phone right there. Okay. Anyway, uh, so so the United Order was basically Mormon communism, uh, and so so yeah, there's this, there's a whole bunch of like, there's this weird streak of idealism and uh, and 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 utopianism in Mormonism. Uh, yeah. A lot of isms. So anyway, yeah, that's that's all we have to say about that. I'm gonna go to another email real quick. Um, this is from Elizabeth. Hey guys, I just found a Reddit post that discusses the peculiarity of Utah slash Mormon names and link <laughs> and links to a website that is dedicated to this topic. They theorize that there are so many common last names that people need to use first names to differentiate themselves. Hmm. Uh, one, the, one of the things that I enjoy about your show is little snippets that we get of Utah life, uh, and what it is like to live amongst them. Uh, I would be very interested in knowing what your thoughts are. Was this the Utah? Oh, sorry. Unique names. Was this the Utah baby namer? Uh, no, no. This is a this is a website. She she sent a link. Uh, this is a website of pe- a blog basically that has just collected Utah names. Okay. And you got it. It's great. It's because, amazing. Uh, if it's because one that I've here's seen. the thing: Utah names. Utahs Utahns have and Mormons have a history. Of like their own making up their own kinds of first names for yeah. for their babies. There, there, there's there, and there's certain there are different sort of patterns to it. And mm-hmm. one of one of my favorite patterns is the merging and blending of the mom's and dad's name. Oh, right. So you might get like uh, if the mom's name was uh, I don't know Brenda, mm-hmm. and the the dad's name was Dan, mm-hmm. right? The, the child could be Brendan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Like, like they just, they just fucking make up crazy. They, and they like the la, like, yeah. Oh yeah. Lavon so, and Laverne, Laverne, Lavan. So uh-huh. Lavelle Edwards yeah. was the coach of the BYU football team for the longest time. Yeah. And yeah. now, and now the stadium's named after him. Yeah. Lavelle. Yeah. Lav- so, so they actually, so this website, it's very cute. Uh, and maybe I'll have uh We'll we'll have a link put up on the uh, Facebook page right. or something. Um, well, and isn't there like? But, but they they break it up into their favorite. They have a page that's their favorites. Okay, and they break it up into categories. Yeah, uh, but they things. But and these are all apparently like bona fide name things that people named their kids. Uh, Mormon people named their kids. Um, Cashley. That's the worth of a soul. Oh god, that's bad. Uh Lavoid. <laughs> Astralina. These oh. are the, the here's some astronomical ones. Luna, Lunia, okay. Solinda, yeah. Starl. Um Ugh. some some ones that, that are that reference Mormon history itself. Camora Hill. Oh her last name was Hill. Oh no. <laughs> Palmyra, Leahona, uh, yeah, Enzyme, Nauvoo. Yeah, these are all. These and are there, all. Are there creative spellings as well? Oh, there are the. There are really I, good I creative spellings. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me see if that's a, a category in and of itself. Uh, well, and they do the thing of like naming kids after like. Well, no, I guess not. Uh, they they name their kids after almost anything. So there's there's <laughs> like. They'll name their kids after the place where they were born. Oh, right. uh, yeah. So there's um, Alpine, Texi, uh, Arizona, no, Montana, no, 
No. <laughs> These are all apparently uh, bona fide. A uh, uh, lot of Dawn stuff. Yeah. Dawn A, Donia, Donnell, yeah. Ladon, Ladon, Ludon, oh, Donetta, yeah. Sunny Dawn, <laughs> Dust, Dusty Dawn, <laughs> Kadon. <laughs> I wonder if there's a Badon Kadon, but I don't know that there is one. Um, no, like I've known, uh, I, I know a few people who've had kids recently, right? Like yeah. there's just, been, there's actually kind of a rash of, uh-huh. uh, of people having kids at work at the moment. Um, and, uh, you know, there's, the, there's, there's this, this labor of like finding the name and, and, and I don't really work in like a very Mormon setting. Uh-huh. Um, so we don't get a lot of that, but there's still, you know, like there's this trend to like go back to old names and kind of classic you know uh-huh. ruths and graces and sort of those you know yes. kind of these older names sure and <laughs> so uh one of the women uh who's starting to get quite pregnant i was like oh have you you know been thinking about names and she said uh well if it's a boy thomas and i'm like thank god yeah that's a great name thank god that, that you're just going with a name, uh-huh. like a real solid name. And, that, and that's what I said to her. I was like, wow, that's a, that's a solid name. And she's like, yes, that's exactly the point. Like, she's like, <laughs> none of these like crazy names. I'm like, good for you. Awesome. And then she said, and if it's a girl, Zestpool. <laughs> Which is one of the names that I just picked out. No. Of that thing. Yeah, I don't know. She'll be Zestpool her entire life. Intr- well, at least true. all the way through middle school. Right. Oh, anyway, there you go. Terrible. Yes, uh, it's a real thing. It's a real thing. A I don't know how many of these are I could I can verify, but, but see, I can I can cert- are, But the thing is that if you make up the name, it is a unique name for yeah. the most part, right? Yeah. Until there's, you know, Cesspool Junior. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, thank you for writing in and calling all y'all. Um. So here's the thing. Uh, we need to talk about this whole flying spaghetti monster business. Yeah. It, uh, an interesting thing happened uh, this week. Yeah. Um, a uh, federal judge uh, dismissed a case that had been brought before him uh, by Stephen Kavanaugh, um, who is a he's in the middle of serving a four to eight year term uh, in, in prison um, for assault and weapons charges in the Nebraska State Penitentiary. Mm-hmm. And uh, the name of the judge is John uh, Gerard. And uh, and he, so, uh, anyway, what, what Stephen Kavanaugh is asking is for his observance of uh, Pastafarianism or, you know, the flying spaghetti monster faith, whatever. Right. Um, that it be recognized and that he be allowed to observe it in prison to right. wear to wear the garments of the of the religion exactly and if you don't know what those are it includes a pirate costume and a colander on your head atop your head yes yeah uh, so i mean if people don't know the background of the church of the flying spaghetti monster there was a thing that happened it was it, i think it took place there it was a response to a uh to when they were trying to get intelligent design into the schools in like Kansas or whatever. That's correct. Yeah. And, uh, and, and whoever, the guy that started this wrote a letter saying, well, we want equal time too. We are the church of the flying spaghetti monster. Right. And if you're going to give equal time to all of the creation myths or right. creation stories, then here's ours and just wrote a crazy bunch of shit. And it's amazing. And it's very funny and it caught fire and, and people and just, just spread glommed onto it. And so then he made it an actual, like he filed with the, I think he filed with the IRS and he mm-hmm. made it a religion. Yeah. And it's all over the world now. And, yes. and one of the things that people do is they like, if they, if they have joined the religion, they, they filed or they request to wear a colander on their head in their, uh, pictures on their driver's licenses, that sort of thing. So it's been, and, and, and that's been approved. Like, people have been doing that all over the world. Right. But this judge isn't going to have any of it. Right. The judge has ruled against him. Yeah. And, and not just against his, his desire to wear the pirate clothes in prison, which I get that. No, you can't wear pirate clothes in prison. <laughs> but also... <laughs> but but more, more importantly is you probably can't wear the colander. Right. I mean, come on. Like, 
they they are making concessions to other religious folk, most likely. Yeah. This prison. Yeah. Right? The, to probably wear, you know, maybe a, a, a yarmulke or some you... kind of, you know, robe or whatever. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows what concessions have been made? Uh, probably some facial hair stuff and whatnot. Maybe. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, yeah, this judge has said, nope. But more important than that is that he, the judge has said that this is not a religion. That's the big he's, thing. He's reached out to, to yeah. To he, what, what, the, what the judge has said is that this, is that the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster is in fact satire and not an actual religion. Right. Uh, which, which we all know. Here's the thing. I, mean, we're, I totally not... agree with this judge. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's just satire. It's not a real religion. And anyone who's a member of the religion knows it's not a real religion. It's, yeah, it's 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 a it's a a comment on religion. But what about that IRS filing? Well, doesn't yeah. what, like like the, the, the what this does, though, is it brings up the question of what does it take to, to be, be a, a religious body right. in this country? And yeah. if you have practices like the IRS recognizes the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. You're right. Because they qualified for tax exemption. Here, the, so yeah. now we have a judge saying something very different. Right. Well, the IRS is a bunch of scaredy cats. Ever I think I'm guessing that ever since they were bullied by the uh by the Scientologists. Yeah. They're yeah. just like, "Well, I don't know how many people you got. Sure, fine. You're a religion. I don't care." Yeah, but nonetheless, what is the qualifier? I don't know to be well, a, a religion. I I guess I I guess I you know so so uh, one of the quotes from the judge is that um, he says this is not a question of theology; it is a matter of basic reading comprehension. The FSM gospel is plainly a work of satire meant to entertain while making a pointed political statement. To read that, to read it as a religious doctrine would be little different from grounding a quote religious experience on any other work of fiction. A prisoner could just as easily read the works of Vonnegut or Heinlein and claim it as a holy book, and demand accommodation of Boconism or the Church of All Worlds. Uh, <laughs> the I, references to the actual books, right? I think that that's true. I mean, so he says uh, there's a line has to be drawn somewhere. Uh, it's not always in, as an easy line to draw. Right. But there must be a line beyond which a practice is not, quote, religious, simply because a plaintiff looks, uh, labels it as such. Well, but here's the thing. It's not just the plaintiff who read Vonnegut. Right. This is a little disingenuous on the on the part of the judge. Well, this my, is bigger than that. Because there is an organization. Right. And that they have professed beliefs. And you can join it. And they do have tax-exempt status. True. You know, like, it is a thing. Now, we understand... I'm fine with it being satire. I, I'm fine with it being a fuck you mm -hmm. to the establishment. Right? I'm... As a... But... But and if, I understand but, but that can it's your, not... can your religion be fuck you religion? That can, can why that, not? Can that be a religion? I, maybe that's true. Maybe maybe fuck you religion is some people's religion. Right. So okay, yeah. I mean that's kind of the religion like, of I, the satanic temple is fuck you religion. Yeah, and this this has implications for the satanic temple as well. It, it does indeed. So and, yeah, I mean I agree that it's only satire and it's not. Religious in any kind of traditional sense of what a religion is, mm -hmm. but maybe yeah, maybe you can't just say you can't just dismiss it as I, not I, a religion. I don't think that you can like I. I mean the the judge makes good points. He, he goes through this, and it's in some ways hard to argue with it. But I, on, on on the other hand, I uh, I'm not so inclined to just say that this judge can be the arbiter of what is a religion and what isn't a religion when this when this group has qualified has gone according through. to our the, the 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 mechanisms that we have in place in this country the legal processes to become a religious group they right. have done it they have qualified and now this judge is stepping in and saying no you don't qualify it actually seems da really dangerous 
Yeah, I I think that uh, I think it's something to watch. I it's, think it's tricky. It's tricky. Yeah, I mean, I think that the 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 membership thing. Um, I because you know what, I would like to be able to dismiss certain religious groups as being as what they are, as cults, right? And as you know, I mean, the Branch Davidians should not. Or whatever back they're in called the day, now. whatever they're called now, but back in the day, they should not have been an official religious group, right? You know, yeah. If you've got like, but I don't feel like thirty people. I I just feel like that's a really dangerous road to start going down. A picking and choosing which yep. ones get to be and which ones don't get to be, because it starts to water down this freedom of religion that we have in this country, which allows for separation of church and state. Right. I think I think that that's probably the case. I think that, that this is probably an overstep on the judge's part. Um, I think the judge is absolutely in his, within, his, within reason to say, no, as an inmate, you can't dress like a pirate. And frankly, I'll, here's the other thing that I'll say. See, I, that's what he needs to shut down, and he's trying to figure out how to shut it down. Right. Here's, and, what, here's what I would say. Uh, if I were in uh prison uh-huh i'd be filing lawsuits like this all the time because <laughs> i passed the time i would be so bored it would just be like <laughs> what can i do i want to dress like a pirate <laughs> warden let me dress like a pirate it's my religious belief yeah but you know what there are probably other inmates walking around in their religious garb they've been granted that privilege some garb yeah something I mean, right one like, has like, to imagine that a Sikh man in prison can't carry his little sword around. Right. And there are going to have to be some controls and some things that you're not allowed to do. Right. Right. But at the end of the day, these other prisoners are allowing are allowed to have some individualism. They're allowed to to, to break out from the pack based on their religious expression. And in a sense, that's what this guy's trying to do. He's trying to just I mean, he's probably going to get beat up for it. Right. But. You know, isn't there, isn't there like, there's still room within a prison for people to express their own deeply held ideology. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's what religion is. And that's what the atheism is. And he's expressing his atheism. I assume atheism uh, through the flying spaghetti monster. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. Like it's tricky. Is it's tricky. Uh, the thing, and and you know what the 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 judge even brings this up. Brings this up. Uh, he says, of course, there are those who contend, and Kavanaugh may be among is probably among them that the Bible or the Quran are just uh, just as fictional as those books, referring to right, uh, Cat's Cradle, Vonnegut, and yeah. Uh, he's, he says, it, yeah, and that's where he says it's not always an easy line to draw. So yeah, I would contend that. As a matter of fact, followers of Christianity and Islam, well, maybe not Islam, but followers of Christianity would surely claim that the Quran is a work of fiction. Yeah. Surely. Uh, so, like, yeah, you can't, you can't say that just because you don't believe that it's true right. means that, you can't, that, it, that they can't claim religious status. And, and you, can't, you can't, like, look at newness. And I don't think that you can look at even intention. Because the intention of these of these other religious groups and their founding was very different than it is today, right? Right. Yeah, so you like, can, yeah. So who like knows you, what the intention? So, so this guy, he's saying that he belongs to it, and this is his expression of it. I wonder if Jesus was started as a parody, and then it just <laughs> spiraled out of control. Like there were all these guys who were like, "This is a, doing a parody on Judaism a, and everything," and then it just a little troop. Couple people, theater troupe. couple people took it more seriously and changed the stories a little bit because they liked them better with the little, when they were a little nicer and blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. it just spiraled. Yeah. And now, and now it's this big thing. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Can't tell. We weren't there. Ugh. Anyway, if you have anything you'd like to say about your church that you attend regularly, I guess, because uh, all of our listeners right, right. are regular church attendees. <laughs> Or about any church, uh, let us know. You can write into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail, 424-666-8442 is the number. Yeah, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist. And while you're on Facebook, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge. Yeah, thanks and to uh, Mackenzie for all of her lovely work on the, on the social media. 
And thanks to a few new donors on Patreon. Oh, yeah, we got to get to Oh, oh crap, good. I almost forgot. Woo! Uh, we have uh, John and Kirby, our new donors. Sweet. So thank you, guys. Sweet. Um, that's really nice of you. Yeah. Nice. We appreciate it. Nice questions. Uh, if, if you want to also be part of making this all happen and possible, you can go to, uh, just go to thankgodimatheist.com and click on the Patreon button. Or, you know, one of the donate things, and, and, and you can donate to us, yeah. and we become very appreciative of yeah. that. And uh, thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for all of their fine music, and thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. Bye! Bye!